0: Welcome to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schager. Today on 30 Minutes, excerpts from the 97th anniversary of the YWCA Tucson Brunch. Founded in 1917, the YWCA in Southern Arizona is a 501c3 organization that works to eliminate racism, empower women, and promote peace, justice, and freedom, and dignity for all. Up First on 30 Minutes, CEO Kelly Fryer, followed by YWCA leader Leticia Alvarez. Kelly Fryer brings her experience as a pastor, teacher, entrepreneur, and communications director to the work of the YWCA in Southern Arizona. Good
1: morning. Thank you for being here. Welcome to our home and welcome to a place that I hope if you don't already consider a home, that you uh, will come to consider this uh, a place for you. Welcome. Um, I want to uh, uh, thank all of the sponsors of today's event. It wouldn't have been possible without you. The Arizona Daily Star, KXCI, I love being on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Desert Diamond Casinos, the Pima County Attorney's Office, and Renee's Organic Kitchen. I thank you so much for your support. I need to say a special shout out though to the staff and the amazing volunteers of this organization. I, there are 25,000 people that come in and out of this building every year for one thing or another. 1,900 women. Who go through our workforce development programs um, every year, and we have a staff of ten, it, it, and most and and about a third of them are part time. It's a very uh, small staff, and I'm going to say, I, no offense, colleagues, the mightiest staff in Tucson, and then the volunteers here are amazing. So, 1917, that was the year the YWCA came to Tucson, 1917. In 1917, the state of Arizona was five years old. A first-class stamp cost two cents in 1917. The Wildcats, I'm a real Arizonan now, the wild, I've never even said that word before. <laughs> The Wildcats, coached by Pop McHale, played five games against opponents that included the 25th Infantry and the Tucson YMCA and ended the season 3-2. On April 6th of that year, 1917, the U.S. declared war on Germany and entered World War II, World War I. On July 15th, 15,000 African-Americans walked silently down Fifth Avenue in New York City to protest racial discrimination and violence. That same month, an armed group of vigilantes trying to break a miners' strike in Bisbee, they were striking for better, safer working conditions and for equal treatment of minority and foreign workers. In that month, a group of vigilantes herded more than 1,000 men, some of whom weren't on strike and some of whom weren't even minors, onto railroad boxcars, took them across the border into New Mexico, and left them in the middle of nowhere. The Arizona Women's Suffrage Manual was published in 1917, educating women in this new state about their right to vote and about laws in the state that state legislators who back in those days were passing laws to protect women's rights. (laughs) In 1913, the Arizona Women's Suffrage Manual said, in 1913, our state legislature passed laws creating an eight hour workday for women in certain industries, giving a pension to, to mothers and raising the age of consent to 18. In 1917 in Arizona, there were no radio stations, no highways, no airports, less than 100 miles of paved roads. Mexico and the United States were still fighting over the land we are standing on today. And it would be 31 years before Native Americans won the right to vote in this state. 1917. That's the year that women in this town came together to form a local association of the YWCA and dedicated themselves to building a world of peace, justice, freedom, and dignity for all, including and especially women, minorities, and all those who for any reason are disenfranchised. That's the year this community of change makers was born. You can applaud for that. Now, some of you might know that when I'm not here at the YW, I'm hanging out at a place called Blue, which is a cheese and wine shop over at the Mercado San Augustine where my wife is the chief cheesemonger and owner. <laughs> In old days, before February, when the store opened, we would be there together at the Mercado on Thursday evenings at the farmer's market, and I, yours truly, would be cutting and wrapping and selling cheese. Sometimes I still do that at the store. Anyway, one Thursday evening, just as the sun was starting to go down, the kids were all running around playing. Um, How old old was Hayden? Eight, Eight? Eight year, this eight year old little guy was racing around with a superhero cape on and a wooden sword. And he raced past the cheese counter a couple times and Tana kind of got his attention and said, hey, it looks like you're ready to take over the world. And he said, I'm not gonna take over the world, I'm gonna save it. <laughs> Tana said, wow, that sounds like a really big job. He said, it's a lot harder than you think. (laughs) Yes, it is. But if anyone can do it, we can. Look around this beautiful courtyard today. Look around. There are business leaders here. Some of the most well-known and important business leaders in this town, government leaders, educational leaders, philanthropic and community leaders, leaders in some of the most important social service agencies in this state. We are facing some really big challenges in this community. Too many people live in poverty. Too many children are hungry. Too many immigrants are lost in this new world. Too many... GLBT kids are alone and afraid. But as I look around, I'm overwhelmed. As I look around, I really believe there is no challenge so big that working together, we can't tackle it. Look around at each other. We are the answer to the problems that we face. We are the change makers who will make the difference. Here at the YWCA, uh, we're focusing our energy on a couple of really big challenges. There are three. The first challenge that we're focused on is getting women and their children out of poverty. That needs to happen now. There are too many households led by single moms. Too many women. Who are living below the poverty line and if you happen to be a woman of color the odds that you're living in poverty just skyrocketed since 2008 this organization has been focused and really building capacity to address that issue to help lift women and their children out of poverty through workforce development 1,900 women went through one of our YWORKs programs in this past year with a phenomenal success rate. But it's not enough. So we're talking to everyone we can think of. We're partnering with every private and public agency we know of. We're going to every funder we've ever heard of to create a community-wide coalition that works together to make sure every poor woman in this county has the opportunity to get the education and training she needs to get a good job. That's our number one focus. Our second focus is to create a landing place for immigrants. Our sisters who are coming here, especially those who are coming here from Mexico, are coming for all kinds of reasons. Some of them are coming because they're escaping domestic violence. Some are are escaping poverty. All of them, all of them are dreaming of a better life for themselves and their children. We're going to make sure they have a place in this community where they can learn how to navigate this new world where they can get, learn how to get involved in their kids' schools, where they can find work that supports their families, where they can learn how to make their neighborhoods safe, where they can learn how, in this new world, to create the kind of change they want to see in their own lives and in this community. We are going to create here in Pima County a landing place for immigrants. And our, and our third focus this, right now, this year, is really building up a community center. Now, part of that is literal. We hope you'll begin to see this as a place where you can come and, and network and meet and use the space and connect with people in this town and in this county who care about the same things that you do. But we also mean it figuratively. We really want to be a part of a movement in Pima County where we can catalyze people who want to work together to build a world where there is peace, justice, freedom, and dignity for all. We're committed to building a community center of change makers in Tucson. I want to introduce you to a woman who has come very close to my heart, Leticia Alvarez. Letizia grew up in Mexico. She met her future husband when he was 17 and she was 15. And right away, she says they both, they both knew that one day they would be married. And they were for, for 32 years. Letizia's husband was an accountant for a mining company that eventually brought them here to Tucson. Life was pretty good, but then Leticia's husband passed away suddenly, and not long after that, her son and daughter-in-law, leaving two little grandkids behind. She was devastated. Suddenly, she was the head of household, and she knew she needed to go back to school, get a job, improve her English language skills, move on. But she felt like she was in a deep hole, she said, and like she couldn't get out. So, but somebody told her, go to the YWCA. They can help. A year and a half later, her English has approved, improved a lot. It's way better than my Spanish. <laughs> and she has become an important leader in this YW community. Just a few weeks ago, she stood up at a community meeting and pleaded with city leaders not to cut the budget in ways that would harm people in need. (laughs) Leticia is um, working to earn her GED and plans to attend advanced ESL classes at Pima in the fall. She is an example to her grandchildren and to us all that no matter how deep the hole is, you have the power within yourself to climb out of it and you have a responsibility to help others do the same, Leticia Alvarez is a change-maker. Come on up here, Leticia. Good
2: morning. Good morning. Good morning. Have you ever heard the story of the phoenix? Yes. It was the one spread your wings and knowing that equal could soar high above the sky. That's the way I felt now. I know I can achieve anything I set my mind to. When I first came to the, this institution, I was very depressed. I feel as if somebody if something told me to come here. The first person who welcomed welcomed me was this chavalot. She invited me to take my career and leader of the courses, which she was learning at that moment. Uh, I also taught English at computer class. I learned many important things, but the most important, everything I have done here has made me strong and confident. I know I am the right place, with the right people. Now, I am a volunteer preparing taxes for Vida program and I serve as a mentor for Lida de Vida program. I want to teach other people, my children, my grandchildren, and other womans like me. I wanted to know that when their life is bad, they can learn to fly like a children. <laughs> I want to thank, thank my teachers who have been a key factor in, in my transformation. I truly admire them because of extra before they infuse in their work. I see them as a heroes and role model. I know that through effort and perseverance, I can achieve many things because here I have acquired the tools necessary to achieve my goals and set for myself. Most importantly, I want to thank you because of your support. The YWCA is able, is able to offer help to many women like me with emotional and educational needs. I'm deeply thankful. Thanks YWCA for encouraging us, educating us, Believing us and giving us
1: wings
0: to fly. You are listening to excerpts from the YWCA Tucson 97th Anniversary Brunch on 30 Minutes 91.3 KXCI Tucson. We heard from CEO Kelly Fryer, followed by YWCA Tucson leader Leticia Alvarez. Up next, Vice Chairwoman of the Tohono o- Autumn Nation, Waveline Romero. She has spent six years on the Tahona O'odham Nation Legislative Council and now serves as Vice Chairwoman of the Nation's Water Resources Committee as a staunch protector of water rights. Waveline is a member of the Domestic Affairs and Cultural Preservation Committees and has played a pivotal role in the preservation of cultural sites and the O'odham language. As a teacher for the Education Department, And as a field nurse with health and human services department she has traveled to remote villages to provide home care for elders she remains a strong advocate for improving health care for all tribal members here is waveline romero good
3: morning to everyone it's a pleasure to be here first of all i know that um you know as i was asked to uh, speak at this event and i know that you know, for women, the first thought that I had was that, you know, for all the women, don't ever un- underestimate the strength that you have and the role that you have with that strength. So That's the key thing, is inner strength. Um, the other thing is that, you know, as a Native woman, I'm uh, 43 years old. I come from the the Reservation. I was um, born and raised on the reservation by, you know, I know that earlier we, we heard a little bit about uh, single parenting and so my mom raised four brothers and I'm the youngest and so at an early age um, I began to value my life, respect uh, my mother, respect people around me, respect the surrounding and most importantly as a Native woman, um, you know everything that I'm entitled to you're entitled to any woman, you know that is given life um, we have a purpose and only we know what that is. Um, I know that there's so many things that um, we're challenged with in life and one of the questions that I was asked was to share my challenges and there's so many and to share my success and I choose not to take the, the credit of my success because it wasn't. I'm not the only one that got me here. I know with my faith and with my strength that that was key but that in the position that I'm in today, which is a tribal politician. I am currently serving as the vice chairman for the Commonwealth Nation. And we have a population of over 32,000 that um, I serve. And so uh, being in the political field, um, respect is key because it's an elected position. And so I was exposed to that at a very young age. And so I know that, you know, uh, you know, loving myself, respecting myself and the life that I have for what it is and that I know that everything in my life that I had to stay focused on and I had to have support of everyone around me I had to respect everyone and everything around me and, and pick myself up and I know that as women, um, we've all had our dark moments and how we address them is with our strengths to get past them and so you know, my success I I owe to a lot of people and you know, I know that um, many of you can relate to that and one of the hardest things about today for me standing before you is that as a Native woman, it's not easy for um, maybe any women, but specifically to me for in my community, on my reservation um, for for a Native woman to stand up and brag about themselves or talk about themselves. And... Sorry. And that's something that's gotta change, because by sharing our successes, by, by exposing our respect to those, because too many times, um, as Native women, we're challenged with, that's one of our challenges, is to express our feelings. Just trying to respect that, I'm trying to respect and understand with the strength that I know that I have and that the strength that I carry is to share that with all women in my community and at events as such, because we do make the difference. We're the backbone to every organization, to our families, to any life that we encounter, whether it's by a smile, a handshake, you know, financial contributions, a hug. Um, I know that in my family, um, as busy as it gets, and it's so true about time, you know, no matter how busy I get, I worry about whether we have toothpaste, whether we have toilet paper, whether we have milk. You know, things like that, and, and, and no disrespect to my husband, but he doesn't think about things like that. And so even at, you know, at, at our darkest moments, and our most happiest moments as women, that there's so many things that you make a difference in, and it comes down to your strength, and only you know that nobody can tell you what you need to do, what you need to do different, what they wish you would do. What you could have done. Um, nobody wants you. You know, you accept your life as it is and you take the path that you take and you, you know, don't take your life and the air that you breathe for granted. There's so many things that, good things that will come to you. It'll come in f- full circle. And as Native women, you know, by helping others and the things that we do in our own way, things, good things come back to us. And it may not be anything materialistic anything physical but in our hearts and in our minds it's how we accept it as a Native women and I believe that for any any women and it's not about taking credit or you know standing up and wanting all the glory and shine uh, recognition because we're all equal we all deserve you know purpose in life too it's what we choose to do to make that difference and I believe that by coming together today and me the opportunity to expose that and I know that a lot of work is 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 out there and no matter what no matter what my strengths are no matter how much time I give my tribe and my community state of Arizona you know US citizens or everyone everyone around the world the work will never ever be done there's plenty to do out there for each and every one of us and so I just really Commend the YWCA for everything that they do, and you know the difference that you make. And you know, I know that everything in life is a challenge. It's what we make of it. In our own indi- individual life, is what matters. And I know that when we talk about, you know, a lot of the challenges. I, I, um, you know, I graduated high school. I was 20 years old. I was a parent. With two children, and I knew at that time that a lot of people looked at me and probably thought, you know, my life is over. But you know, I stand here today, and I know that that's not true.
2: <clears throat> the
3: advocacy goes to youth and, you know, parents overall, whether whether they're challenged, and no matter what color they are, no matter what age they are, no matter what size they are, that, you know, life is going to be what you make it to be. And as it was said earlier, you know, you feel like you're in a hole and how you get out. You can have so many others that are pulling you out, pushing you out, you know, reaching out for you, but you have to have that inner faith and strength to do what you want to do with your life. And and I really acknowledge that. Uh, I've done that and so I really you know say just because I'm a single parent because I'm a woman, because I'm a native doesn't mean I can't be the leader that I am today doesn't mean that I'm any different because you know everyone is out to serve the same people we're family and it doesn't matter what color we are doesn't matter what gender we are we need to focus on that circle of life and appreciating life for what it is. And we need to acknowledge that, that there's a lot of things in our own communities and around us, maybe even in our families. But before we make judgments, we have to reach out and respect what the situation is. And so I know that for myself, I um, I never know my father. I know that he's Caucasian, uh, Eskimo, and Northern Cheyenne, and for a long time until I got into high school I I, 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 I was challenged with how to deal with that and so finally you know with some professional help and seeking out others because today we have so many people that use that as an excuse not to succeed in life and one day I finally just you know cried about it prayed about it and said It's not my loss, it's my dad's loss. He gave me life, and I'm going to appreciate it. He's not in my life, and it's his loss. Because of who I am today, I I will live my life and appreciate it. And so that's what I finally did um, when I was in high school, and I've been okay with that. And so that's another thing that I share with, you know, um, families and children that have one absent parent, whether it's by choice or not. That don't ever use that to not be able to succeed in your life. And so I really just, um, you know, I'm growing every day, um, just as everybody, each and every one of you are doing. You know, we're growing. Uh, maybe we become, as it's been said, we become wiser as we get older. I'm not sure, but, you know, just, um, you know, love yourself, respect yourself, and everybody else around you, and things will work out for you. And so, God bless. Each and every one of you and I just again, you know, really ask you, you know, because of the success of YWCA and, you know, um, to continue to support this wonderful organization in any way possible because it certainly makes a difference. You know, even for me, it's, um, you know, it's really uh, made me think about myself and my success and in my challenges that this age and where I've been. And as I said, it's not very easy for for us as women to talk about ourselves in that way, um, more so to share it with strangers. But uh, as I said, we're all, you know, related in one way or another. We're all serving the same people. And so that's our purpose in life, if anything.
0: So God bless you. God That was Vice Chairwoman of the Tohono O'odham Nation, Waveline Romero, speaking at the YWCA Tucson 97th anniversary brunch. Founded in 1917, the YWCA in Southern Arizona is a 501c3 organization that works to eliminate racism, empower women, and promote peace, justice, freedom, and dignity for all. KXCI was a media sponsor of this event. Thank you for listening to 30 Minutes on 91.3 KXCI Tucson. I'm Amanda Schauger.